What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the HQ. This is Nicholas, and this is BDGE. Big dogs gotta eat fantasy football. We're gonna do a little mock draft action. This is for a redraft. We're gonna do a super flex 12 team mock draft tomorrow with the Fade the Public squad. We're doing a full startup dynasty mock draft. So if y'all are getting into the dynasty leagues and whatnot, that will be a very helpful video for y'all. If you haven't yet, but you want to, you could always join our discord channel, which will be linked down below. We have over 30 startup leagues already with the big dog subscribers and audience and fans and myself and Noah and Mike jumping in them and shit. So discord channel today, we're doing a mock draft on the fantasy pros mock draft wizard. So we're going to be drafting against computers and their ADP. Let me mess around with this software. Uh, if any of you guys are creators out there and need like a screen record software or like a live stream software, I cannot recommend Ecamm Live more. E-C-A-M-M -M Live. It is so awesome. Let's me do shit like this. Like here, you're not even going to get to see the board. You're just going to have to look at my face the entire video. I would never do that. Wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. So I'm going to put my ass back here. I'll move it around if I get in the way of the board. So here's the settings that we're going to roll with. 2020 season because it's redraft. We will go with half PPR. Snake, 12 teams. Let's do the roster position. So two quarterbacks. I always pick two quarterbacks because it makes the um, computer draft quarterbacks more realistically like a uh, super flex league because if you just put a super flex setting, I feel like they don't take quarterback seriously and then like Mahomes and Lamar drop to the second and that don't fucking help a single person because they ain't never ever single person ever or ever ever happening in the real world and we're trying to give you the best prep for your actual drafts come September if the NFL season happens I just heard California was extended uh their lockdown order for another three months which was the most disheartening news I've heard because that means New York City is probably not far behind so I'm sad, and when I'm sad, I drink a lot of caffeine. We ready to randomize, we're ready to start. Before we do so, I just ask one thing. You tuck your goddamn shirts in, you stop yelling, pair your forks and spoons and knives to eat. Picking from the 11 spot. I like that. I like that a lot. Very smooth platform. They just redid their platform, I believe. Right. Christian McCaffrey off at the 101. Michael Thomas, the 102. Saquon, Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Kamara, Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams. We're sitting here at the 1-11. Since I've been doing a lot of redraft content for the last month or so, and just Dynasty in general, this is a trend that I've, I've seen very, 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 very voluminously. And it's that running backs go off the board really quickly. So if you wait on them, you are going to have problems. The middle rounds are absolutely stacked at wide receiver. So you kind of want to wait off on that because once you get to the fourth, fifth, sixth round, there's not a lot of value left at running back, but there are a ton of good wide receivers. So we want to go heavy on our running backs first. And if we go just based off my running back rankings, which were released on Tuesday, ranking seven through 12. I do have Miles Sanders ranked ahead of Joe Mixon, but knowing your league, understanding the platform that you're drafting on, et cetera, et cetera, your league mates, I know that there's no way Joe Mixon gets back to me at the 202. However, Miles Sanders being ranked all the way down here probably does get back to me. So we're going to go with Joe Mixon off the board at the 111 here. At the turn, we got Russell Wilson. We got DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to wait on a quarterback. If I don't get Lamar or Patrick Mahomes, I'm okay kind of loading up on two or three mid-round quarterbacks right now and stealing my my core running backs at the top of the board. I also don't hate the idea of securing like a really high-end, top-end wide receiver one. So you know what? Because I've been going so running back heavy, 
and that's the strategy I've been using, and it's working successfully. We're going to pivot off that, and we're going to go one RB1 and Joe Mixon. We're going to go with Tyreek Hill as my wide receiver one here and see how the, the team plays out. I know a lot of people are kind of hesitant to, to, to draft Tyreek Hill as like that elite wide receiver one, but sometimes things don't have to be hard, man. When you're just the wide receiver one, when you are like the guy in a Patrick Mahomes offense, I'm cool with it. I don't even care about the inconsistency. Seven out of these, the 14 games you get him for are legit going to be like week winning type performances out of Tyreek Hill. So if you're worried about his consistency, I wouldn't be. So after Tyreek Hill, we had Nick Chubb, Dak, Jacobs, Clyde, Kyler Murray, Julio, Deshaun Watson, Austin Eckler, Kenyon Drake, Chris Godwin. So we had uh, a little bit of everything go off the board. We had four more quarterbacks. We had a bunch of running backs. And that this is the reason why I like to go running back early, because I kind of hate everybody that's left at the running back position. I know a lot of you guys are going to buy into these older running backs, like coming off injuries or, or in running back by committees or something like that. Early, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, all those guys are kind of bunched into the same fucking category for me. So I would rather wait another pick to get like a David Montgomery, who I think will have exactly the same kind of production uh, that you can get in the fifth round as opposed to the third round here. Jonathan Taylor is obviously extremely intriguing but he'll be battling with Marlon Mack for a while. So this is the reason I take two running backs, because once you get here, there's not a lot of value at, at running back in my position, but you still get legit wide receiver ones, Evans, Allen Robinson, Amari, Juju, if you think he's going to bounce back, Adam Thielen. Like the value at, at wide receiver is just so high. We're probably going to go with quarterback here to get our first one. And what I would probably do is think ahead because this guy's already got one quarterback. So does he double down on quarterbacks on the turn? I would probably assume not. So whatever skill position I have in mind is the one I'd probably target first because if I have a skill position in mind and uh, and I don't take him, there's a good chance that he does get taken on the turn here. So if we're looking at wide receivers, I haven't taken a lot of Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Uh, I've kind of been fading him, but I'm liking the idea of him more and more at the end of the third, early fourth. The fact that he is going to be playing back in the slot because they have Deontay Johnson. I think the, a lot of the reason they took a, a Chase Claypool is to be able to move Juju back into the slot confidently because between Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, James Washington, you're going to get two solid outside wide receivers there. Big Ben expected to be back by week one. I have no fucking idea if that's really going to be the case. I mean, again, he's old and, and older players. The reason I, I tell you that, like, I don't buy into older players coming back. Like, I think rule of thumb is that if a player is past their prime age-wise and they're coming off of an injury season, don't bank on a bounce back season. So Big Ben, yes, that's the reason why Juju's going low. One, he had that bad year, obviously, but he played with shit quarterbacks. Is Big Ben going to come back fully healthy? I don't know, but I think I'm willing to take the risk here and grab Juju as my second wide receiver. On Amari Cooper, George Kittle. So I get my choice of quarterback still, and that was my plan pretty much. So at quarterback, we're looking at Josh Allen, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford. I'm going to go with Josh Allen, man. And the reason being is he was a, an awesome, awesome fantasy floor player last year. He had, I believe, 16 or 17 points as a floor in nearly every single game last season, except like one or two against the Patriots, I believe. Allen is a, is a really, really, really solid floor quarterback for Superflex, and I think just what they've been doing with that offense, adding Stephon Diggs, bringing in linemen year over year, solidifying a really good run game, like he's got all the pieces in place, so I think his ceiling is much higher this year, and he's, he's the guy that gives you the running, the running floor as well, so uh, I really like Josh Allen as a quarterback one here. Matt Ryan made sense. I think Carson Wentz and Tom Brady both made sense. The other ones I'm not too high on. I think Breeze in that New Orleans offense is going to be extremely, extremely run heavy. Matt Stafford, I know everyone like really likes him for a bounce back, but again, he's one of those guys that's past his age prime coming back. He keeps breaking his fucking back. 
Simple as that. I, I don't really want to draft old quarterbacks who keep breaking their fucking back. So take that analysis for what it's worth. Ben obviously coming off a big injury. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy either. Carson Wentz would be an interesting option there because his ceiling is extremely high if he could stay healthy. So we only saw three or four more running backs go off the board in that span. Taylor, Gurley, Bell, J.K. Dobbins. And we've had the, the top three tight ends go off the board. George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. A lot of wide receivers starting to go off the board and again this is really why I wish I had went running backs early because there's still the Devontae Parkers Robert Woods T.Y. Hilton I think is going to be great for redraft this year Terry McLaurin I love that motherfucker y'all already know that so sitting here I wouldn't mind double dipping into the running back pool right now going with a floor guy in Melvin Gordon who is probably going to operate as the I almost think and this is going to be a hot take but I almost think Melvin Gordon is going to turn into the satellite back there in Denver Philip Lindsay in my opinion in my factual opinion, which is not going to be wrong, Philip Lindsay is the better runner. He is the better pure running back, and Denver will realize that pretty quickly. And them two will be splitting carries pretty evenly, I think, by halfway through the season, if not a month into the season, where they're both getting 12, 13, 14 carries a game. I think Melvin Gordon will be much better in the passing game. Philip Lindsay, I know everybody sees his size and like his quickness, and they assume that he's a good pass catching back. But in terms of like yards per route run and yards per reception, yards per target, he's been really fucking bad rank wise among the running backs over the last two years. So I think they bring in Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon's a proven pass catching back. Plus, he's a big guy, so he'll get a lot of the goal line work. I think Melvin Gordon's a good floor play. I think it solidifies a solid RB2. He's not someone I'm excited about, but I'd much rather him over a lot of the other veteran running backs. The other guys I like right now, I like James Conner because the only competition I think he really has is from Anthony McFarlane, the fourth, though the injury concerns are like a little bit too much for me. Evan Singletary, I really like around here as well. 5'11", 602 is probably a really good spot to take him. Look at the quarterbacks left. I think we can wait on quarterback another another round and, and get a guy like Drew Locke or Sam Darnold as my quarterback too. That'll be fine with me. So we'll get our second running back in Melvin here at the 5'11". Turn goes Mark Ingram, Stefan Diggs. I might double dip here on running back and get, you know, I talked about David Montgomery. You look at David Montgomery, man. Like I know he had a, a by all means, a shitty, a shitty rookie year statistically in terms of efficiency. It can't get worse from there. If they had added just a single piece, even if they added a, a veteran running back, like Carlos Hyde or something, I'd be completely off of David Montgomery. But they added absolutely nothing besides a new quarterback, which can only mean good things for the ground game, in my opinion. It can't get worse than it was last year. David Montgomery just seems like a guy who's locked into to a, a floor of 250 touches, right? And you'll take that as the running back. I don't know how many running backs have been taken, but it's probably like low-end RB2. Last year, he had 267 touches overall. Went over 1,000 yards, almost 1,100 yards from scrimmage. He might have went over 1,100 yards. Like, my math is shit right now. But seven touchdowns as well. They added absolutely nothing. They have two undrafted free agents behind Tyree Cohen. The fact that they literally didn't add anyone tells you that his volume floor is very much intact. And he started off the beginning of the season sharing the workload with Mike Davis before he got cut. So he could have a little bit of a higher ceiling and floor play if he can get off to a little bit of a hot, hotter start. And uh, it just can't, again, it just can't get worse for the Chicago Bears offense. So these are obviously not players I'm super, super excited about. But this is where I find myself going when I don't go with running backs early, I feel like I need a little bit more depth there. So we feel I feel pretty good about the running backs I have right now. So I'll pivot away from them. I do need to get another quarterback. And this was beautiful because no quarterbacks went off the board within that run. I think Evan Ingram is a solid value down here. I know the injury history or the injury concern is absolutely massive. So if I'm drafting Ingram here, I will probably get a backup tight end. Luckily, this is a very top-heavy, obviously, tight end group altogether, but I think there's some depth to it. You can get guys like Goddard. You can get guys like Jack Doyle. You can get guys like Hayden Hurst, probably in the 10th, 11th, 12th round. So I'll probably double dip on tight ends. 
Uh, I will wait for my next pick because I don't want no Chubb. Already has Kittle. So there's no reason to take a tight end because he's not going to double down on a tight end. This is probably where I take... I might even wait on quarterback again because nobody touched it. And I would be okay with far down as Teddy Bridgewater. So do I think 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 quarterbacks go off the board in the next 22 picks? No, I do not. So I'm actually going to go with Debo here at the 7-11. He goes Devonta Freeman and Brandon Cooks, two awful, awful picks. And I will shore up my tight end spot with Evan Ingram. And now we kind of have our starting lineup. We have three running backs. We have three wide receivers. We have not enough quarterbacks yet, but we will grab our quarterback here. And the way I'm looking at it is like redraft. The starting lineup is, is so important in redraft. Like we talk about depth in dynasty. You always need to be adding depth. That's why we talk about trading back in dynasty because this is a long-term play, right? You need, you need depth over a long period of time. But redraft, it's a one-year fucking sprint. Your best starting lineup is the one that's going to win you the championships because the waiver wire is so deep. You could always pick up a starting wide receiver off the waiver wire. You could always pick up a backup running back. If someone gets hurt, then he becomes a starting running back. That is not the case in Dynasty. I've become more and more uh, in tune to just grabbing the best starting lineup I can. Obviously, we want to get at value and you need to understand where positions go off the board. But for the most part, like I'm not going to take another wide receiver here just because the value is there. I need to lock up that second quarterback spot we have jimmy g philip rivers drew lock sam Darnold. that's about it for starting quarterbacks nick Foles. the other guys might be splitting time or only start a certain number of games so i'm not even gonna fuck around and take one of those guys damn i wish any of the six quarterbacks that went off the board before this were still available here man jimmy g just never gets the pass attempts in that offense philip rivers they're gonna be extremely run heavy drew lock it's kind of a risky pick like <laughs> i basically am gonna have two josh allens or two drew locks on my roster then i feel pretty confident that one of those guys is going to bust this year and josh allen and drew lock so i think i feel a little bit better nah fuck it we're gonna run with lock they've just put too many pieces around there said this before i just think that you look at their draft, man. They went with Jerry Judy in the first round, KJ Hamler in the second round, Albert O in the fourth round. They bring in Melvin Gordon to catch passes. Everything they're doing suggests that they're only trying to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's what they're going to have to do for the next, you know, seven years, eight years, 10 years while Mahomes is there. So it tells me that they're going to be a lot more pass heavy this year. Drew Locke has all the weapons around him to succeed. So the ceiling is absolutely there with Drew Locke. The floor is to the apartment underneath me. It's a little bit scary. I might even double dip on quarterbacks here because I didn't go too heavy on them. I'll look around and see if there's anyone that I really, really like in redraft for depth. Anthony Miller, CeeDee Lamb. I love Deontay Johnson. Damn. I'm going to play it safe because I feel like I took two risky quarterbacks in a sense. I'll go with Rivers, who has one of the best pass blocking lines in the NFL, plus a lot of really good weapons there. So we'll go with Rivers as, as a nice like floor play if one of those other two quarterbacks, Allen and Drew Locke, kind of bottom out there. Hopefully Deontay Johnson gets back to me. Yes, he does. That's fucking beautiful. And this is where I take D. Johnstein. I'll be targeting him in the 11th, 10th, 11th, 12th round of like all of my drafts. So right now, the starting lineup, my top two quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Drew Luck, or Phillip Rivers, depending on matchup. My, my running backs, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery. Wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnstein, and I have Evan Ingram at tight end. Do we take our backup now? No, they've barely moved down. We will wait another round to take a tight end. Uh, again, I will if I'm if I'm drafting a guy like Evan Ingram who has a ton of upside, but also this injury history. The best thing to do is to double dip on that and uh, secure yourself a second tight end to make sure that if he does go down, you're not picking up like fucking Eric Ebron's off the waiver wire. We've got four wide receivers, three running backs. I feel like running back is probably the best to just dip right back into because there's going to be a fall off real quick. And I actually really like Matt Breda. I loved him last 
last year, but I'm going to go back into it and get him again this year. He gets traded over to Miami. And I think that him and Jordan Howard are going to split carries pretty much like 50-50. And you heard the coaching staff from Miami basically just talk about how it doesn't matter what running back. They, they, I feel like they've been creeping around uh, fantasy football Twitter because there's like, it doesn't matter what running back we have as long as we have a good offensive line. So they went out and made a lot of moves this summer to upgrade the offensive line. I mean, you can't get any worse than it was last year. So it feels like they understand what they're doing as a franchise right now in this turnaround. Matt Breda is extremely explosive. I wasn't able to get used correctly, I guess, in the San Francisco 49ers offense. And when he did, he was awesome. Now he gets traded to the Dolphins, and I feel like he'll have every opportunity to get a 50-50 share in an offense that could could potentially be exciting. So I'm really glad I took Breda there because his run of running backs was fucking out of control here. So I'm set at quarterback with three of them. I think this is probably where I get my backup tight end who is available that I feel comfortable with. And Gesicki is going to be more of a breakout candidate to other people than I think. I think the only real reason he broke out last year was because everybody on that offense kind of just died and he got volume and he wasn't really even that good with the volume. And a lot of people are getting excited about him being the big slot receiver, three wide receiver set plus the slot. Mike Gesicki already ran like 80% of his routes from the slot last year. So it's not going up. His percentage is not going up to run in the slot. I think last year was kind of his cap. If Preston Williams comes back, if they have more involvement in the passing game from the running backs, then I, I don't think Mike Gesicki really has any sort of a ceiling. Dallas Goddard is a guy who has uh, a really, really high floor in that offense. Plus, if Ertz gets hurt, then his ceiling is as Snacks would say, through the roof. So we're going to back up Evan Ingram with Dallas Goddard there. Tua go off the board. Tua's really interesting all the way this late. I doubt he'll ever drop that late in Superflex leagues. I don't know what their plan is going to be with Tua this year, man. I don't know if he's going to be 100% healthy. He's looked healthy in all the videos that we've seen of him working out, but like anyone could look healthy in shorts. It's possible that they're waiting to build up their offensive line even more or let it develop for another year before Tua starts taking hits, given his injury history. I, they know they're not competing this year, so they might, might wait till halfway through the season. I don't know if he's a guy I'm necessarily like reaching for in the earlier rounds of, of redraft. There is absolutely nobody left at running back that has any sort of value to me. So I'll probably go with a wide receiver here. I, I really think CeeDee Lamb's going to be a lot better in redraft than people think. I like Golden Tate, though. Golden Tate, like, balled out last year. I don't think a lot of people remember how useful he was in fantasy. I'm going to bring up his numbers. These are his games last year, right? He comes over 6 for 102 in a touchdown, 6 for 80, 8 for 85, 6 for 42, 4 for 95. Has a little bit of a dip here. Even those games, though, 3 for 31 in a touchdown. End of the season again, 1 for 51 in a touchdown, 6 for 96, 5 for 68 in a touchdown. I know Golden Tate is old and he's not exciting. He was very 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 involved in the off i mean look at this game yards per reception 51 yards i don't think that's going to regress i think he'll probably average 51 yards per reception in 2020 i think golden tate loki is a really really good end of draft pick just we saw how involved he was and it's not like he started to slow down towards the end of the season which is tells me that the age is not necessarily a big factor for me here so we have basically our full team kind of rounded out right now and i guess you'd probably take like a defense or a kicker but we ain't doing that bullshit. Let's look at some running backs. Are there? There's literally not a single running back here that I can get even remotely excited about. Not even like a handcuff. That's some ugly shit right there. So I'd rather take the actual production out of some guys in the wide receiver role, which is not very nice right now. I'd probably go with Nikhil Harry. I think that Nikhil Harry was an unbelievable prospect that, fuck you, fantasy pros draft was giving me a damn b that's ridiculous uh Nikhil Harry's a ridiculous prospect and listen you can't expect a rookie to do much in their in their initial season when they get hurt in the preseason right he dealt with the, the leg injury for the beginning of the season and he didn't start playing until like week nine I think it was when he got off the pup or got IR or whatever it was you can't expect a run uh, a wide receiver to come in and make an impact as a rookie especially facing that kind of adversity so I'm 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 totally fine with banking on an Nikhil Harry 
you know, slight bounce back season. He could easily develop into the number one wide receiver target with Tom Brady out of there. They signed Cam. We've seen, you know, Cam use a guy like Devin Funches as his number one wide receiver. They've got similar build than Kiel Harry, but he's a much better wide receiver. So I think the upside is there. I mean, 15th pick, I'm, I'm okay trying that out. And that will conclude this mock draft. You could see my team right there, literally front and center. If you can't see it, you're blind. I'm not sure why you're on YouTube to begin with. Josh Allen, Drew Locke, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, Tyree Kill, Juju Smith-Schuster, Evan Ingram, David Montgomery, Debo Samuel, Philip Rivers, Deontay Johnson, Matt Breda, Dallas Goddard, Golden Tate, Nikhil Harry. I like how the team worked out. If I could redo it, I would take a running back where I took Juju or uh, Tyree Kill. I would have taken Juju taken Josh Allen again, but where I took Melvin Gordon, because I already have my RB2, I probably would have taken a wide receiver two that I believe in. Like I could have gotten a Robert Woods, a DK, Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton. Like I would much rather have a second running back that was a stud, like Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon and Josh Jacob, literally any of these running backs, Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders, then Tyree Kill and Juju. I'd rather Juju and Robert Woods or something like that, paired along with the really strong second running backs. At the end of the day, running backs are the ones that win your fantasy football league all right that's it for today hope y'all enjoyed if you did make sure you hit that thumbs up button subscribe to the channel if you are new and our draft guide is out there if y'all are in rookie and dynasty leagues we put together every year a draft guide for y'all bigdogsdraftguide.com if you think any of the information that we talked about today is good we put so much work into the draft guide um so that is a, a beautiful beautiful piece of value for y'all so go check that out bigdogsdraftguide.com or you can go to bigdogsdraftguide.com mkf if you are eligible in states that allow gambling you can get the rookie dynasty kit as well as the season-long guide for ten dollars plus that ten dollars to play with on monkey knife fight all you got to do is use promo code bdge on monkey knife fight bigdogsdraftguide.com mkf i'm out i love y'all peace When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.